Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. In this podcast, I'll help you develop a stronger sense of self, develop firmer boundaries, and also learn how to lean into the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit who can help you navigate life. I have dozens of bonus videos posted that will help you in these areas and also will help you develop stronger coping skills. In each of the program notes, there's a link where you can request a free digital book that I've written, where you can find my other media, and also where you can find my books on Amazon. Just a reminder before we get into today's episode that this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Now, here's today's episode. I've been in the series on understanding narcissism for a few months now. And over the last few months, we looked at the nine signs to help you recognize narcissism in institutions, churches, business, individuals, the causes of narcissism, the damage that it does in different areas when you've been kind of mowed over from a narcissistic uh, environment, some different ways to protect yourself. Let me remind you there are three main ways that we protect ourselves from narcissistic cultures or individuals, and that is having a strong sense of self. So we spent a few podcasts on building self-confidence, how to lean into your faith, So we spent a few podcasts on that, leaning into the presence of God, the goodness of God. And then firm boundaries are the third way that we can protect ourselves from narcissism. So I want to do several podcasts on looking at how to build healthy boundaries. This seems to be a big challenge for people. And so I'm going to cover uh, different relationship styles, communication, guilt, all kinds of things that I find people struggle with when they're trying to figure out where their boundaries need to be. So before we get into today's uh, podcast on how to have healthy boundaries, let me mention I have a brand new free ebook called Understanding Your Dreams. And in this book, I talk about the three sources of dreams, seven keys to help you unlock the symbols and meaning of your dreams, and that eight principles that will help you determine whether or not a dream is from God, as well as some tips and strategies to help you use your dreams for your personal growth. So follow the link and you can request your free copy. So let's talk about how to build healthy personal boundaries. So what I'm sharing with you today is from my latest book called Anxiety, Depression, and Helplessness. I've been super productive writing the last few months. So this is brand new on Amazon. This one is not uh, a giveaway. And so I'm going to share with you uh, part of the chapter on healthy personal boundaries. So sometimes I think it's interesting to start with a quiz. And then hopefully I remember to give you the answers to the quiz at the end of the podcast. So I'm going to read to you some questions about how to determine how healthy your boundaries are. The needs of other people should direct my choices. 
Number two, effective people can say yes or no according to their priorities. Number three, smart people know how to get their needs met without even expressing them. Number four, if I'm a good person, I meet other people's needs and wants. Number five, I'm commanded to trust other people according to the Bible. Number six, people who don't set boundaries are often taken advantage of by others. Number seven, I should never allow another person to stay mad at me. Number eight, it's better to avoid conflict. Number nine, if I feel guilty, then I must have done something wrong. Number 10, I find myself stuck in taking control, feeling helpless, or rescuing others as a way of life. So hopefully I remember to give you the answers at the end of the podcast. I wanted to uh, share with you some information I, I have found really useful and informative in terms of understanding boundaries and how people can get stuck in a certain way of relating to other people. So the work of Dr. Karpman, I have found really useful and interesting because what I found when I started working with people was that people who grew up in stressful environments or dysfunctional families, they seemed like they got stuck in one way of doing relationships. And so I was really kind of curious about that. And when I came across his work, it really explained it. Again, it's called the Cartman Drama Triangle. And he talks about the importance of being able to, to shift how we are approaching people or an interaction. So I'm going to give you some examples. First, let me tell you the three categories that he places these styles. And actually, none of them is better than the other. So don't let the title throw you. One is called the control style, sometimes called the bad guy. The other style is called the rescuer. And a third style is the passive victim. In some ways, all of these have good and bad to them. So the control style is good in the sense that you can take charge, you can lead, you can maybe get things done or organize a group. So the control style within reason is very helpful, very um, useful in relationships. But when it's taken too far, it's controlling. The rescuer is also positive and negative to this style. The rescuer steps in to help other people. And this can be good when it's done selectively, but it can be very dysfunctional if that's your main mode of doing life and you can accidentally end up enabling other people who don't want to take responsibility for their life. And then the third style is called the passive or victim style. Now, people who are passive, they're compliant and they're easy to get along with, they're likable. So those qualities are good. And perhaps they were victimized and that's why they're passive or they may have grown up in a home with a very domineering parent. So they just sort of go with the flow or once in a while when people are the youngest, they're not spoiled, they're expected to follow the group. So 
these are all a matter of degree. They're all useful in their place, but when they're overdriven or when there's not a flexibility to move from style to style, then people can end up with problems in their boundaries. I like to give a couple of examples from movies. So if you know the movie, Thelma and Louise, the one character, Louise, she was basically victimized from the beginning through most of the movie over and over by predatory men. Uh, One was her husband. Then there was somebody else on the road. uh, There was another person when they stopped uh, to get a drink. So lots of problems with being victimized, and in her case, by predatory men. Towards the end of the movie, she sort of flips, and she goes to the opposite extreme, where she becomes kind of predatory. So this is an example of a person who is in one mode, stuck, and then flips to another mode. And when we flip to another mode, we almost never find balance. So balance is key in a lot of ways in life. So that's one example, dramatic example from the movies. Another interesting example, if you saw the movie Rain Man, the uh, character played by Tom Cruise, his name was Charlie Babbitt. At the beginning of the movie, he was a very angry, controlling, manipulative individual. You might even say, well, narcissistic, I would say as well. And then he is kind of forced into a situation where he rescues his brother who has autism, where he's on the spectrum, we would say. And you watch during the course of the movie how caring for his brother gradually shifts Charlie Babbitt into a much more balanced and humane kind of individual. So in that case, the changes that occurred were good and they were much more in balance. And I think he was nicer to his girlfriend (laughs) at the end as well. So these are examples of three styles from the Karpman drama triangle. And maybe as I was describing those, you got a sense of which style you tend towards. Now, think about these styles in terms of adult relationships, because they They don't really apply as well when we look at work or parenting. If you have a responsible position where you work, or if you're a parent, or if you run a department, or if you rent out property, then you need to be in charge. You're expected to be in charge. And so you're going to lean heavily in one direction. So this is just talking about personal relationships between adults. The other situations kind of have a separate set of rules, don't they? So in order to make a shift to find a more balanced way of relating to other people, finding balance in your boundaries, in the control style, there's not enough respect for other people's boundaries. In the rescuer style, in some ways you're letting others manipulate your boundaries out of pity if you do it too often, and you end up getting taken advantage of. And then in the uh, passive style, there's not enough protection of your own boundaries, and you end up having to like uh, collapse 
your boundaries and allow others to take over for you. And you can lose your sense of self. So that none of these are good in extremes, are they? So I encourage people to explore a little bit and to think about how did your style develop? Now, we have tendencies that we're probably born with. Some of us are fighters by nature. Some of us are more compliant by nature. So this is probably biological. But also when it's out of balance, you want to think about what excuses do you make when you know you need to make a shift and you don't? If you are constantly stepping in where it's not really appreciated or you don't take charge of something that you know is really important to do. So you, we all make excuses for things we shouldn't do. So it's good to ask yourself, what excuses am I making to avoid change? You can also ask, in my family, what was the example I got from my mom? What was the example I got from my dad? Because chances are, you are somewhat following one parent or the other. If you were really kind of horrified by how one of your parents did life, you might be going to the opposite extreme by saying, hey, I am never going to have this happen to me or let this go on. Then you might flip too far the other way. And I have a video on uh, breaking vows and judgments if you found yourself there. Uh, so these family relationships, the things that your family rewarded, commented on, just the way that they encouraged you to be or the role that you took with your siblings, with a parent, in your larger family relationships. A lot of times that sort of sets the tone for the style that you end up and how you work out relationships and whether or not your boundaries are too strong or whether they're kind of collapsed and you're letting other people run over you. So most of us need to expand our style so that we can shift from one style to another where when it's appropriate, we're taking the lead and we're in charge of our boundaries, where in other situations, we can step in and be helpful to other people, but then step out when it's appropriate and not accidentally enable other people and where we can follow, be compliant, be be more passive when it's appropriate to follow, but not live there as a way of life. So it's a challenge for everybody to be able to shift and to discern accurately what this, the situation calls for. When you are at the point where you're motivated to set appropriate, healthier boundaries, that doesn't mean other people are going to cheer, hooray, so glad your boundaries are healthy. If they are not moving towards health, they're going to fight you. They're going to fight you in different ways. They're going to disregard what you say. They're going to argue with you. Maybe they're going to punish you emotionally. So we have to keep in mind as well whether or not it's safe to make changes in your boundaries. So I'm going to assume that it is, but if it isn't safe, then you're going to have to be careful and um, maybe you really won't be able to implement very much, but you can kind of weigh what is safe to change 
take small steps and make sure that the reaction isn't excessive, where you're not in physical danger. But ideally, in healthy relationships, be a little bit of pushback maybe when you start to make some change. But a person who loves you, who values you, who wants you to be happy, will try to be responsive to what you ask for. So in the next podcast, we'll look more at guilt and also communication and boundaries. So let me give you the answers to that quiz. Okay, so the answer to number one, the needs of others should direct my choices. I hope by now you know the answer is false. Effective people can say yes or no according to their priorities. That's a yes. Smart people know how to get their needs met without expressing them. No, that would be manipulative. Number four, if I'm a good person, I meet other people's needs and wants. That's no, that actually would be kind of more compliant or passive or rescuing. Not when we do it all the time, right? Number five, I'm commanded to trust other people in the, according to the Bible. That's not in the Bible. Number six, people who don't set boundaries are often taken advantage of by others. That's a big yes. Number seven, I should never allow another person to stay mad at me. That's false. You don't want to stay resentful. You want to work on any uh, resentments, anger you have so that it doesn't eat away at you. But if we're being reasonable and other people get mad, that's kind of their problem. Number eight, it's better to avoid conflict. I hope you know the answer is false. We don't want unnecessary conflict, but we can't avoid conflict and be authentic. Number nine, if I feel guilty, I must have done something wrong. False. We'll talk about that next time. Number 10, I find myself stuck in taking control, feeling helpless, or rescuing others as a way of life. So if you answered yes to that, that means there's not enough flexibility in your boundaries, in your style. So hopefully I gave you two ideas about how to adjust that. And in the subsequent podcast, I'm going to be addressing boundaries and how to make those shifts. And again, this all came out of my newest book on Amazon, Anxiety, Depression, and Helplessness. I have a chapter on boundaries and guilt and communication and all those factors that we'll be talking about. So let me pray a blessing for all of us. Lord, thank you that you have designed us to give and receive. And so wherever my listener is, wherever each of us is a little bit off in how much we give or how much we take or how much we take control, that you would just gently be bringing it to our attention when we need to make some adjustments. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, share it with a friend. Talk to you next time.